0: Hi, I'm Danielle Rodeutchen and welcome to this episode of My Big Idea, the podcast from ASOS which brings you weekly career inspiration. This week I'm talking to author Lisa Owens. In 2013, Lisa left her job in publishing to do a master's in creative writing at the University of East Anglia. Her debut novel, Not Working, has just been published by Picador. So what does it take to get a novel published? Here's Lisa's Big Idea. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thanks so much for doing the ASOS podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Um, We're here in the really beautiful Pan Macmillan offices in central London, Um, and we're here to talk about your debut novel, Not Working. Um, First of all, why did you decide to write a book? (laughs)
1: Um, Well, it was something I think I always wanted to do ever since I was little, Um, but then um, over the years, I, I did write a lot when I was a child, but then kind of over the years, things got in the way. Um, and, uh, you know, at school, I just kind of, it just, I, you know, I, st- I was always a big reader, but the writing side just fell away. Um, and then I, I think there was also part of me that felt maybe, you know, who am I to do it and what right have I to kind of put a book out there? So it took then a few years to kind of really get up the confidence to do it. Um, and I worked for six years in publishing, so I was kind of quite well placed then to, um, to make that change. Um, But yeah, it came from sort of spending that time working and having an income and all of those kind of good things about having a job. And then I got to just hit a point where I thought, do I want to kind of progress in this? Or do I want to, um, you know, try this thing that I've always had a hunch I want to do?
0: Um, And so I. And so, what was the thing? So how did you do it in terms of, had you saved up some money? Because I know that in a way that that mirror is something that sort of happens to the protagonist in the book, isn't it? She leaves the job at the beginning in order to pursue or to find out who she is yes um, and obviously it's a bit different for you because you knew what you wanted to do and you went and did it, did it but um, had, like her had you saved up some money and yeah well so the way I did it was
1: um, I went to do a masters so I think the idea of just quitting my job to then write a novel was absolutely terrifying and not something that I would have at all been confident enough to do um so I applied to do a master's in creative writing um which I um kind of it actually happened very last minute but so I didn't have this kind of period of saving up but it was kind of fine for a year yeah. um and then um I did that and then at the end of that I, ha- I started what became not working and um sort of had conversations with my husband about whether you know how long this was sustainable really whether I should finish it or you know go back to work and um, you know he was very supportive and said you know just go for it and then um, fortunately managed to sell it so that kind of (laughs) all paid off but yeah it was a bit of a kind of yeah it was a bit of a risky decision. So did you take the book to an agent or did someone approach you? Um, so I sent um, about, I had 15,000 words of it at the end of my Masters and I sent it to somebody who was a friend and slash ex-colleague from the world of publishing and I, because I didn't really know because it's in these vignettes and it's at the stage that I brought it to her it was definitely not a novel, it was this kind of collection of stuff really um, and so I sent it to her really just to see whether it was total insanity or whether <laughs> it could have any kind of other life um, and she took it and just really liked it and said I think you should develop this and I would like to represent you so I was incredibly lucky that she kind of was so passionate from the outset um, and yeah she then set me a lot of deadlines that I did fail to meet many <laughs> times. Um, but having that kind of having someone on my side and, and really pushing me was was crucial in getting it finished.
0: And did you, how do you go about actually writing the book? Do you sit there and go, right, I'm just going to write a chapter today, or do you plan the whole thing, or do you just set yourself a goal and then hope you're going to get there at some point? What's the process?
1: Um, It's a lot of the hoping I'm going to get there at some point, very little. on the, You know, lots of writers have um, got, you know, word count limits that they'll say every day I'm going to write a 1,000 words or 2,000 words or even 500 words, Um, that, like, the way I write is very kind of painstaking and painful in that I edit as I go, so um, I would often end up with fewer words at the end of the day than I started with which is kind of awful when you're right in the thick of it and don't know if it's actually ever going to get finished um, but yeah it was kind of really just quite an instinctive process and just thinking like you know if this if this is meant to be you know if that doesn't sound too kind of <laughs> um, I don't know pretentious but if if it's going to be a novel then it will kind of hopefully find its course and I just have to kind of work with that feeling.
0: And the subject matter do you want to explain a bit about this? Sto- what this kind of give us a brief synopsis? Yes,
1: um, I should actually be a it's lot a better story. than this by now than I am. I, <laughs> I find myself doing lots of kind of vague yeah, hand I was gestures, gonna do <laughs> it, but I
0: think you probably know better than me. Though. Okay, well,
1: well, we'll see. Um, so it's about a young woman named Claire Flannery who has a job um, that she's been in since graduating, and that she kind of has this niggling sense that she maybe should be doing something else, but she has no idea what. So she quits her job in an attempt to find out, but then very quickly finds out that. she she really lacks any sort of impetus to pursue it in the way that she she thought she might so you know she had these grand visions that she was going to be you know um, well, firstly, kind of improving herself a lot, doing, you know, going to the gym every day and um, going to lots of art galleries and, you know, keeping up to date with current affairs. So it's things that we can basically all sort of identify with
0: on some level. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think so. Um, you know, whether that's just for people, what they want to do on their day off, maybe, or sort of for a more extended period of time. Um, but then the kind of bigger picture is this job that just really kind of keeps eluding her. And she, I think she thinks, oh, you know, I'll just Google stuff <laughs> and find out. But then, obviously, Obviously, that's not really how it works at all, and so she quite quickly like starts to
0: unravel in in various different ways. Um, Was well, so it? It's quite a kind of pertinent theme to sort of twenty-something audience, I guess, because we know lots of people find it hard to find a job these days, or certainly find a job that is sort of creatively or just satisfying in any way. Um, is that something you thought about quite carefully beforehand or was it a story that you always had in you and wanted to tell?
1: Um, it was definitely I would say more character driven than sort of idea driven I, d- I didn't set out to say something about the like millennial condition mm-hmm. although that kind of seems to be <laughs> how it's turned out in a way um, but I yeah so I, I was more interested in this in the voice of Claire um, but it I was also kind of aware at the time I was writing it that lots of my peers were going through sort of career crises and questioning things and you know I think kind of as you get to well you know having done a certain job you know job for a certain number of years and then you're sort of getting towards thirty and beyond and you're thinking about having a family and I think all those pressures are you know particularly on women but on on everyone really um and that was something that kind of because this voice was somebody who was lacking direction and seeking it it, it, it seemed to marry quite well with
0: that theme of work and career and purpose mm. and tone of voice um is that something that you worked on and thought about before or was it something that um, developed as you wrote the book, or was it something your agent told you that you thought you should, you know, pitch it in that kind of way? Because when I was, you know, I know I've read that that you know, it's had some comparisons to like Bridget Jones, and when I read it, it feels sort of similar. There's bits of like I think of like, you know, Caitlin Moran, Zoe Williams type journalists. It's that kind of. It's very humorous and witty and fast paced, like deadpan. Um, how did you arrive at your tone of voice?
1: Um, It was something that actually just came in a way that I really didn't expect. And a lot of the stuff I'd written before was nothing like this book at all. It was much more kind of mannered, probably quite kind of um sparse and definitely not contemporary in this way. Um and so it really took me by surprise. But it was just these kind of I had these bits and pieces in my computer of like observations and stuff I'd been, you know, noting down on my iPhone and stuff. And um and they all kind of did share this
0: tone. So um can I just ask Yeah writing observations down was it something you've just done over the years thinking oh I might write this I write this down in case I write a book at some point or was it just something that you started doing when you knew you were going to write a book? it was
1: it, it that
0: habit kind of jumped
1: up a degree when I was doing my master's and I was writing a lot and so my eyes were open in a kind of different way to how they had been before um and I think I think you do see things in a different way when you're writing and I remember like quite early on on my master's saying oh like a lot of writing fiction just feels like um, unfunny observational stand-up comedy <laughs> yeah, right. um, and, and so that kind of, it just became a bit of a habit and then when I kind of went back and looked at this kind of collection that I had of them I thought, oh these are kind of all in a certain voice and, um, and you know who is this person that kind of could, could come from these um, so yeah, I, I definitely didn't sit down and think, right, I'm going to try and write something in the manner of Bridget Jones or you know, mm-hmm.
0: Catlin Moran it just kind of did come out this way um so you wrote the book it was finished and then um the agent took it to it to publishers yeah and I read that it was the subject of a quite drawn out bidding war (laughs) tell us about how that happened
1: um, well, it was, yeah, it seemed like it's a bit of a whirlwind to look back on. Um, yeah, my agent sort of snatched it out of my hands because I think I could have just gone on editing it forever. Was um, that because she
0: just she thought it was so amazing? <laughs> was amazing. I think she, <laughs> she just, just, thought just thought waited long
1: enough for it. Thought it was <laughs> finished, and and I think because I do edit a lot, I think by the time I had finished, it was in you know a sort of readable state at least. Um, so. That was a kind that kind of cut out the lengthy like edits process that you might have, you know, if you work a different way. Um, and then, yeah, she sent it out, and um, and people responded in a way that I really just hadn't expected at all. Um, and
0: it was how long did it take, by the way, from start to, to finish writing? Yes. So
1: from the moment I first wrote it to the moment that my agent sent it out hmm. was eighteen months okay. full time. Um, wow. a lot of that was. Based procrastination like I mean a, a lot of time like 2014 was quite a kind of dark year <laughs> for me of just think you know of sitting trying to get it going and, and failing quite dark, because you were trying to get the book written and couldn't yeah exactly way. and kind of felt like I you know had done you know taken this kind of risk and you know there was absolutely no end in sight and it just
0: I kept kind of missing 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 deadlines and so um, it's like that- did you sort of channel those feelings when you were writing the book because I felt like quite a lot of that might come through and <laughs> think Claire's personality. Th- i, d- I as did well. find there
1: was this weird parallel in the, like her kind of search for a job and my kind of attempt to finish the book and and I think, like her, I was kind of drifting around a bit you know trying to you know go into cafes to try and write this you know she 's looking for a job I was trying to trying to write a book mm. and um, and yeah, definitely I think there was that kind of that self starting um like the, the need to self-start that kind of I felt sometimes was definitely lacking. I think mm. that does kind of appear.
0: <laughs> so back to the bidding war.
1: Yeah, quite excited <laughs> to hear about this story. Um, yeah, so it was sent out, and but yeah, there was this amazing response. Um, in fact, my that before there was an, a kind of official offer from the UK, um, there was an uh, offer from Denmark from a Danish language publisher, which was amazing. And that was I was like, great, you know, if nothing else, <laughs> I can move to Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> I really like, you know, the killing and all of those things, and they've got great design, so maybe I'll just relocate <laughs> okay yeah. if it doesn't kick off here. Um <laughs> so that was fun, just having that, and then and then um yeah, you know, these publishers started offering and Um, It was just so exciting kind of going and meeting them and having these conversations with people who had just responded to the book in a way that I dreamed of, really. Um, And... Yeah, and you know, having worked in publishing myself, I'd kind of been on the other side of those things, so it was like
0: insanely Did you find yourself and... sort of being able to play the game quite well, because you'd worked there, I mean, you sort of <laughs> think yourself, I know how this works. So. Absolutely not, I
1: was so uncool about it, and I was very grateful to have my agent there who could just kind of keep things kind of even-handed.
0: <laughs> so then, how long was,
1: did that all take? Um, I think it all took, it probably took like... About two weeks in total. Um, I went okay. actually to America for um, a few weeks during it all, so it kind of had this took on this weird quality of like mm-hmm. I was kind of having to do some phone calls at you know UK time, but I was getting up at like five in the morning there. But I was jet lagged, so it was fine, and it kind of <laughs> felt like this really, you know, that it felt it was really exciting.
0: Um, and so now it's available to buy. Yep, you had lots of um, parties last week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Even though you've just had a baby. Yep. I don't think you don't mind me sharing that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Just I'm so impressed that you managed to turn up today. Oh, not at all. Um and to someone who might be wanting to write a book or maybe even just change their career or leave their job to start a book, what would you say are what do you know now that you didn't know before you started writing it? Um
1: that is a very good question. Um well it, i I th- I think it will it be entirely dependent on the person because I think the way I write is is very kind of instinctive. I I just could I tried to be the person who would have a plan and a kind of idea and a plot and all of those things and that just didn't work for me. But so if you do and lots of writers do, then that's a kind of brilliant way to kind of to start and think that you know map out your time that way. Um, for me, and if anyone is writes as I do, it. You kind of have to give yourself up to it in a way um, and just kind of let it take its course. Um, A lot of writers, I read a lot of advice from writers and that's also an excellent way to procrastinate. (laughs) Um, And it feels productive. Um, And everyone says you've got to really protect your time and that is one thing that I would just... 100% 100% recommend um, what does that mean so I mean because I didn't have like a traditional job lots of my friends were like oh great come and meet me for lunch meet me for coffee and all these kind of you know freelance friends who would you know have have other things on and I just did that for ages, and then I was suddenly like, well, that just takes, you know, it takes me an hour to get there, then I have an hour of lunch with them, then it takes me an hour to get back, and that's three hours, and then, you know, then I kind of get home and make a cup of tea, and the whole day is gone at the end of that, so I just really started having to clamp down on that and be really strict, and it felt ridiculous because, you know, I was doing this thing that I didn't know if anything was going to come of it, but at the same time, I had, you know, I did want something to come of it, and I had to do it, so... Um, So, yeah, it was kind of really hiding away and being a bit of a hermit for quite a long time. Where were you writing? Um, I started writing at home. Um, I wrote in my kitchen, and it was great to begin with and then I started you know days would go by where I wouldn't see anyone and it would be a little bit um, I felt like I was going a bit mad so I did a bit of going to cafes and then kind of really to shame myself into working I started going to the British Library because there's so many people just doing amazing things there and it feels a bit awful to just be on Facebook or Twitter or whatever when you can see these really hardcore academics either side of you (laughs) Um, and that really did actually help me
0: produce more. You mentioned that you've been reading a lot of advice from writers about how they go about the process. Is there anyone you can recommend to, to look at or go to for advice?
1: Um, I would say uh, not one person in particular, but the Paris Review magazine is brilliant. There's, they've got a great online archive. Um, they've got, they do some great books as well, but the archive is brilliant. And if you go on the Twitter feed, they're just constantly publishing interviews that they do, really in-depth interviews with authors. And they all have these very amazing things to say about... Um, about, yeah, about like kind of what drives them and what they think fiction is and what they think writing is and people, not just fiction, actually non-fiction poetry as Mm. well. And which writers, who are your favourite writers? Um, Well, so there are a few answers to this question. The, The... the original answer, before I started writing this book, the stuff I read, a lot of it was kind of very like Irish, quite quiet domestic fiction, like um, John Banville, um, John McGahan, William Trevor. Um, and as I started writing this, I kind of kept coming to other writing that I felt in some ways I was similar in some way to what I was doing. And they all ha- happened to be um, American, fe- mostly female authors, so people like um, Laurie Moore, A.M. Um, Holmes... Um, And Beatty, um, and yeah, it was one of those things that kind of, and Lydia Davis, it was, yeah, the more I, the more I was writing, the more I kind of found I was like seeking out this other Mm -hmm. stuff that I'd never come across before, so it was really nice to be introduced to this whole new kind
0: of literature. Um, and so now you've succeeded, you've done what you set out (laughs) to achieve, you've published a book and you're a new mum, um, and I know you're also married to actor Simon Bird, um, So you've got a really lovely. From the outside, it all sounds really lovely. Um, What what's what's next? Well, um, I
1: would love to write another novel, um, but at the moment, don't have a great deal of time on my hands. Um, So the plan is that I will kind of once things have settled down a bit, and you know, once um, the baby's a little bit older, that I'll be able to kind of figure out how to manage something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I am kind of just completely in awe of. Well, working mums like I just don't really know how anyone does it and you know I know
0: it's kind of a constant you're doing it
1: <laughs> sort of debate well I feel like kind of just getting through each day yeah.
0: surviving and how does it work so when you've got your first book out does do you stay with the same publishing house do you find people approaching you saying you really want you to write for us or people magazine that is approaching you to write um, pieces for them
1: yeah I've done a few pieces um which has been really nice and again like tough with a baby but also, actually, really nice to use a different part of my brain, even if it's for like twenty minutes at a time, um, and and yeah, I mean, if, if as and when I write another book, I mean, yeah, I think that just that will that will happen. And, um, and just before we finish, do you read your own reviews? Um, I set, I started off by saying I wouldn't, but it, they're quite hard to avoid because yeah. people tend to send them to you. Yeah. And, and <laughs> even if you... I mean, maybe they don't send you the terrible ones. <laughs> I think they probably don't, but um, they do send you ones that are broadly positive. So, uh, yeah, I do. But I, um, I am trying to be... I'm definitely not reading
0: comments under anything yeah. that's got comments
1: on it. That's my... That have is you found that
0: people, Um People... You're really active on Twitter. I've been... You know, your Twitter account's great. It's really fun to follow. Thank you. Um, Have people been commenting tweeting at you more than they were. uh yes yeah. D- yeah
1: and so far in a very nice way <laughs> so hopefully. that's a good sign yes <laughs> all
0: right well thanks so much and good luck
1: with it all oh um, thank you very much
0: that was lisa owens talking about her big idea tune in next week to hear the next my big idea and check out previous episodes on acast itunes or your favorite podcast app bye